Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham and it's new uh, North London Derby Day in two days. Uh, but we're doing the preview here, me and Kuva. Kuva's been on plenty of times before. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah, um, plodding along, plodding along. <laughs> strange, strange sort of... Um, uh, I'm, I'm feeling the complete opposite to you. We are just talking before the yeah. stream. You were saying you are really pumped up for the game and, I, and I'm feeling a bit flat for it. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's well, one of those I don't... It's just so painful to lose to this slot. I, I can't, yeah. can't, can't face it. So let's <laughs> let's see what we can do. Well, we'll talk about that, and we've got other things to talk about as well. Bobby K in the chat. How you doing, Bobby? Uh, hoping to meet you tomorrow for the first time, and and your 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 two kids, uh, the three Spurs boys, after the game. Hopefully that can happen. And uh, yeah, a big shout out. It's little Kay's birthday today, uh, this week or today. I'm not sure when it might be actually on Sunday, but coming up soon. So happy birthday to little Kay as well. Uh, please get your comments in. Uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell. And yeah, let's get cracking. Before we move on to the North London derby, just a uh, uh, kind of little matter. Uh, there has been transfer news with Tottenham. Uh, actual official news. But it's not anyone coming in. Uh, this guy is leaving at the end of the season, uh, Lucas Moura. So because of that picture there and what happened there, I thought we'd have a little chat about Lucas Moura because I think every Spurs fan and a lot of neutrals as well will remember until the day they die where they were when he did that in Amsterdam. And that's his crowning glory in a Spurs shirt. Unfortunately, not consistent enough. Uh, but he's been a terrific servant, never complains, uh, Never complained about being left out of the final after scoring a hat-trick in the semi-final. Uh, a model professional, and I quite like him. He always put a shift in, always got on the ball, tried to make things happen, whether they happened or not. He still tried. But uh, what do you think of Lucas Moura uh, in a um, spare shirt? Well, uh, I've never been a Lucas Moura fan. Um, <laughs> just shitting on I've, my introduction there. Yeah, I, I, I just haven't. Um, I've always found him a bit like Aaron Lennon. He's he's got that sort of cult status, but when you actually look at what he does, he has a good game sort of every 12, 13 games, and then there's a lot of sort of disappointing stuff in between. Um, having said that, um, he has scored some great goals for us in the past, and at the end of the day, that miracle in Amsterdam is uh, unforgettable, and he always gets a pass at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know, it, it, he's 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 engraved himself in our hearts just just for that performance. Um, on a personal level, that night, um, he was the sort of finishing touch of me winning about fourteen hundred quid off the bookies because um, oh wow, I had bet on Liverpool to win four nil against Barcelona that night and um, us to win on away goals. I just had this gut feeling we we're destined to play Liverpool in the final. Um, yeah, so the, big up Lucas Moura for that. But um, wow, as I said, Mick, and a last-minute goal as well to get your money. It can't get better than that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, just just everything that that um, that feeling was was fantastic. The only thing that beats it though is actually winning something. Yeah, well, it was kind of not a waste of time, but it kind of didn't really mean anything because we ended yeah. up losing the final but um, oh, it, would, it would have been it would have been instead of um an incredible moment it would have been absolutely legendary if we went on to win it yeah uh but i mean harry kane style lucas moore didn't that wasn't the issue in the game the gate the issue was the i don't know 42nd uh, uh penalty which completely changed the game allowed liverpool to sit back but we yeah. end, we ended up i thought playing in that game pretty well i think allison up until 
uh, uh, the last Champions League final, made the most amount of saves in the Champions League final in history. Uh, yeah. Virgil, Virgil van Dijk, man of the match. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just can't remember. Story. Yeah, I just can't remember us really having any what you'd say clear cut chances. So they were yeah, all saves yeah. that you'd probably expect him to make. But that was then. This is now uh, uh, Wayne in the chat as well. Already got hold of one Guna at work and bantered the hell out of the poor sod. Hope you're all well. I hope your bantering isn't all in vain and uh, tempting fate too much. Uh, but. If we do win, then you have to repeat that, I think, on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and every other day until the end of the season. Uh, please get your likes and comments cut in. Uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. Big shout out to Ian as well. Uh, I, I gave a shout out to Tommy and Mac on last week's show for getting me a ticket to the North London Derby. Thanks to Ian. My dad's got a ticket as well. Uh, so, yeah, all three of us going to that one. Uh North London Derby, North London Derby. It's a very, very different Arsenal side to the one that just collapsed last year with Rob Holding getting sent off. Uh, I do have to show this. It's going to make very nice viewing, but that's the table at the moment. 11 points behind, game in hand. So up to 14, could be 17 if they win. Uh, but it is only halfway through the season. Our, our halfway through the season would have played 19 games. So it's still kind of very early days, but it is a very, very different Arsenal side. We were speaking before. Uh, we'll come to Kane in a minute. Uh, uh, I've got a feeling that it's going to be his history-making day. I've got something in the, in, in the back of my head. Kane to break Jimmy Greaves' goal-scoring record against Arsenal at home uh, and us to win. Uh, you, like you said at the start of the show, very different view, very nervous. And they are a very, very different Arsenal side. They don't look like the um, just sit back and capitulate Tight, but I, I don't think they've had a game this season where they've had a really hostile crowd. So if we can make it a really hostile crowd again, uh, I know you said they'd have learned from that. But it's, yeah, it's, sure, but, it's, but your your feelings on the game? Uh, it, it's must. We, who, who's it bigger for, us or them? And your feelings? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's bigger for them because um, they are at the top of the table and they want to really prove a point now that. Um, they're not the team that capitulated last season. Let's face it, last season when they, they came here, the first 20, 25 minutes, they were the better side by, by quite a good distance. Yeah. Really playing some good football. It was just when the, we score against the runner play, they really did crumble. Then the crowd came into its own. And I thought, they, they, I thought they, Sun played holding like a fiddle as well. Just yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I'll have the ball. We'll wait until you foul me. Eventually, you'll get your bookings and then a stupid little elbow for frustration, I, I assume. Yeah, I mean, Holding's just a pretty average player, isn't he? And uh, Son's got a lot of pace to go with a lot of skills. So, um, yeah, yeah of, course he's, of course he had the better end. Um, naive from them. Um, I think naive from Arteta at that point as well. Yeah. Uh, mm. But uh, the, I think this is a, unfortunately, you have to say, this Arsenal team seems to be learning lessons. And they are improving. They're playing better football than they were last season. They're more resilient as well. I think this is more a case of it's not a team against a team. It's their team against our atmosphere. Hmm. If um, it, it, it all comes down to how well they deal with it. Because I think we're going to be more hostile than we were last season. I think it's going to be louder, yeah. which will be fantastic. To yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. well, I really missed it last season. I'm gutted. I share my season ticket. So it wasn't my turn last year, not my turn this year, but I wanted to go this year. So thanks again to Mac and Tommy for that. But yeah, 
I'm planning yeah, to we, get a very sore throat from shouting for 90 minutes. Uh, if, if, <laughs> if we can't beat them, at least make them scared of coming back. Yeah. Uh, we've got a comment here from Tottenham Mandem. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I might drop Sun and play Hill. We need something different. Uh, for me, if if you're Arsenal and you see Sun dropped, you're delighted. I wouldn't drop him at all. Yeah. Uh, that goal against Crystal Palace, albeit deflected, uh, earlier in the season, deflected shots going wide straight to the keeper or whatever. So maybe his luck has turned. And he is Spurs through and through. So he'll want to play well in this game. So I, I think he'll have extra um, hunger. And he'll want to help Kane get get the record in this game of all games as well. But uh, would you drop Sun, play Hill? I mean, there's no doubt Hill's uh, stock has increased in the last couple of games. It is only a couple of games. But he has shown glimpses of... To, to be honest... To be honest, I still don't see any long-term future for Hill at the club. I think he's a talented player, but I think he's still lightweight. And even the glances, glimpses we've had where he's doing well, you look at the overall game, perhaps, you know, not really with it. I mean, he'll disappear for a half, then come back in a half. Otherwise, it's bit part, part, bit part performances. Um, this is a game made for the likes of Sonny. No, forget the form he's been on. He's a player that has proved that he will turn up in big games. Not all of them, but more than most of our players. Hmm. Um, you look at the, some of his performances against the likes of City, and our, yeah. the prime examples. Um, and I remember talking with us on with Stel uh, uh, from Tottenham away recently, and we're saying how are we likely to get anything off Arsenal this this time. And I have to agree with him, and he just said, um, "We've got to play, stink the place out. I think we've got to play." Like we're the way the away team really get behind the ball, frustrate them, give them no space whatsoever, and then just hit them on the break. I don't see, yeah. I don't see how we're going to outperform them if we try and play football with them toe to toe. They're just better than us at the moment. Hate saying it, but it's true. Yeah. Um, so, so that that old um, technique we don't like seeing so much. A lot of us are uh, going ultra defensive and play uh, counter attacking ball. I think it's a prime example of when to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, just quickly, Brian Daigle in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Big up my brothers on the panel, everyone in the chat. Hope you're well. And as always, Levy in. Uh, out, out, out. Sorry, sorry, Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah, how you doing, Brian? Uh, the, other, the other reason I've got a bit of optimism as well is I know it was early in the season and I know we lost. But when Kane scored that penalty for the next 20 minutes or so, we were all over them. Like you say, counter-attacking game. We were carving them open at will. Half-time came at the wrong time. And then just straight after that, Lovis drops an absolute clangor, completely changes the game. And then Emerson sending off uh, just kills any chance of it. But there was enough in that, certainly after Kane scored up until half-time, to say we can cause these problems. I, I know it's at the start of the season when they're still getting used to each other, Arsenal, and now they really are and, and playing really well. But and Richarlison made a real, real big difference in that game and he's not around. But there, there's still positives in that game, even in defeat. And and who who would have known if if, if Laurie's didn't make that mistake, it's still one all, next goal, we get it. We could have ended up winning that game. So there, there's a lot, there's a lot to uh Give me optimism. Uh, I've been completely wrong before. We were talking about the Champions League final. I thought it was ours to win and luck was on our side because of what happened in the semi-final. We all saw what happened there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, does, does that give you any cause for optimism or is it too early in the season or, or the fact that we lost gives them bragging rights and, and any good play that we had in that game, they won't really be caring about? Well, um, 
if if we look at it more closely, what happened in the in the reverse fixture? Um, uh, yeah, we we did pick up when we scored, of course. Uh, goals always tend to give you a lift and put the other team on the back foot a little bit, or it's most of the time. But before Emerson got sent off and was saying, oh, well, that really nailed it um, and put the nail in the coffin, we were getting battered before that. They were attacking at will every single time. We were completely out of the game. So I think they'd already found a way to uh, come back from any sort of uh, uh, the forward momentum we had for a short amount of time. We were terrible. We were absolutely terrible. Yeah, we just I, had that I little... I think that's a regroup situation. Like I said, half time came at the wrong time. If there, if there was another ten minutes in that first half, I think we'd have taken the lead. Possibly uh, half time, they regroup. God knows what we were doing, but uh, they regrouped and and yeah, and that Lorry's mistake as well. I think that was forty-seven minutes or something. It was very, very close to just after half time. I think that probably killed a, a bit of our hope and uh, belief and everything. But I think if that hadn't have happened. Yeah, I don't know. I try and be optimistic, and then it yeah. always goes and kicks me in the teeth. But you know, <laughs> uh, Dif I, difficult to say, about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of uh, in the chat, Tottenham and Dem talking about the levy out. Uh, levy in until I see further evidence. Someone else has a plan to take us to success. Chelsea have spent four hundred million and are an awful team. Things could be worse. And then Ben in the chat as well. How you doing, Ben? Uh, hopefully, see you on interesting Sunday. Interesting well. I'd like to know. I'd like to know how you get um. Uh, evidence of somebody with a better plan to get us to success without them actually being the chairman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chelsea are interesting, aren't they? Uh, oh, we're not going to spend much time talking about them, but I mean, they're 10th at the moment. And, and I mean, that's why I put the league table up to where it was, because it was Chelsea in 10th. So at least there's some uh, element of happiness for Spurs fans seeing Chelsea down there. But, uh, you know, like I said, still only halfway through the season. It, it fit, normally mid mid January, you've played at least twenty two, twenty three, four games. We're only on seventeen and eighteen at the moment, so there's a lot of football to be played. A lot of tiredness going to be creeping in, I think, around March uh, because of the World Cup and and fact that games are going to be thick and fast, especially with Champions League when that returns. Uh, so there's a lot of football to be played. A lot of football to be played. Uh, moving away from the uh, North London derby, just for a moment. Uh, FA Cup, we're still in that, Preston away. Uh, on paper, should be winning that. Uh, of paper is a wonderful thing in football. Sometimes <laughs> it's not even worth the, 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 the paper it's written on. Uh, giant killings for me happen because the bigger team, the team that should be winning, don't take the lighter team seriously. Uh, the lighter team have nothing to lose and it's their big day. If we turn up and with a correct attitude, I think we win that game fairly comfortably. If we don't, could be tricky and probably will lose. Uh, I think to Middlesbrough last season, I think we thought we've won that game. Turn up, completely different game to what we're expecting. They go and win. It's a wonderful opportunity. Wonderful opportunity. I think, uh, is it Man United, Man City versus Arsenal? So one of those is yeah. going out. Am I correct yeah. with that? Uh, and yeah, wonderful opportunity. Wonderful opportunity. But what would you make of that draw and our chances of the FA Cup this year? Um, it's potential banana skin, isn't it? Away to Preston North End. It's the same with Portsmouth. If it had been an away game against Portsmouth, yeah. suddenly becomes a lot more tricky, very hostile they are down there in particular. Yeah. I don't think you'd have the same hostility at Preston North End somehow, but um, they're, they're going to be up for it, aren't they? It's going to be the game of their life again. Uh, always yeah. is for the, uh, the the Minnow team in, a, in an FA Cup game. So 
are we going to turn up with complacency? Are we going to turn up sort of turn up sort of spluttering and not really playing very well for the first half? Give them anything, you know, if you, even if it's like a scrappy uh, sort of hack and slash sort of goal where they from a long throw in or a corner or something, um, they, they've just scuffed it into the net. They don't care how it's going to go in. Yeah. They'll be they'll be um they'll be roaring the team on from that point. And you just you you can't afford to get into those sort of situations. I think what we want to see is a nice early goal from us and keep possession of the ball and just add another one and kill it off, do it professionally. But that's not yeah. what Spurs do, is it? Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, that's why this North London derby game, I think, is so big. And then Man City as well after that. I mean, for me, the North London derby game is must win because of that Man City game. I know we generally do quite well there, but eventually that's going to end. And we haven't faced Haaland before. Uh and them going out of the uh, Carabao Cup, surprisingly as well, they're going to be even hungrier for the league. Uh, so, yeah. But... It's, stra- it's strange, isn't it? I mean, um, it, they're not quite clicking like they were last season yet, are they? Yeah. Despite having Haaland, who's yeah. smashing all but the records. They're, so, they're so capable of not clicking, not clicking, all of a sudden, click, done, six goals to the good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. They're very, very dangerous. And Well, we're, yeah. we're mentioning Chelsea just a minute ago as well. Yeah. If you actually look at all the, the, the things surrounding their loss last night, you'd think, oh, yeah, they're terrible and everything. In actual fact, they were by far creating the most chances in that game. It's just they don't yeah. put them away. Yeah. Um, and some some things take a little while. Well doesn't help, but I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't see any of the game, so I don't know what he got sent off for. But Yeah, he, did, he had a raise, raise. He sort of slid in with one foot raised, studs yeah. showing. It was, you know, it's his own fault. Well, that's probably something where he was. Was it um, uh, uh, Portugal where he was before, where you probably get away with that yellow card? Maybe whereas here he's learnt very quickly. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not so oh, sure. Right, his, okay. his, his foot was over knee height with the studs showing. As um, it was, it was pretty, pretty uh, poor attempt yeah. at a tackle. And, uh, yeah, Tottenham man, Demis. Uh, <laughs> you did message Brian with Levy in. Uh, uh, they really couldn't. No players in. The two most important contracts still not signed. Financial records not released till after the window closes. It's unacceptable. I mean, that last part is just typical Enoch, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we all say with that Man United game, Levy didn't like the Levy out chance. That's why he appointed Conte. But if you don't like that, I, I don't really know what you expect if you're not going to release the financial records until after the window closes, unless you're going to go and sign up a bit of three players. Uh uh, three quality players, which probably ain't going to happen. Uh, so I don't really know what he expects. And, and yeah, but it, it, it just well, brings off, uh, they're going to show that we're making money and we're not going to sign anyone. The two most important contracts still not signed. I've got a worry with Harry Kane that, you know, when he breaks Greaves' record, I've achieved everything I can at Tottenham unless something amazing happens this season. And then Levy's got a real decision to make next summer. Do I let him go for, I don't know, 60, 70 million? Or do I risk letting him go for free uh, the following summer? And then Conte, I, I saw something on Facebook today saying, uh, sources in Italy are saying, this was from Sky Sports, sources in Italy are saying he's not leaving Tottenham until he wins the trophy. Uh, but it depends on Levy, <laughs> if he gets the players. So uh, a bit of a contradiction he'll, there. He'll, and he'll it have is a beard longer than mine, that's for sure. Yeah, but uh, 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 Nick as well in the chat, uh, Kuva. This man doesn't sleep. Uh, yeah. How are you doing, Nick? Oh, uh, oh, well, I will this afternoon. Got a 24-hour <laughs> stream to start on 10 o'clock. But, yeah, I mean, where, where do you stand on the Levy uh, situation? And and 
uh, and this January transfer window. We'll talk about the transfer window. Oh, we haven't we haven't got that long to talk about it. Have we? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's yeah. just strikes me as the usual stuff. It's uh, linked with everybody under the sun. Yeah. Nothing I mean, concrete. Tr- Trossard at the moment. I love Trossard at Tottenham because he's creative, and I want a creative player. But again, it's just yeah. it's just a it's just the, the flavour of the month, isn't it? Now, well, you also got to ask. You also got to ask: Is he going to play instead of Son, Kane, or Kulusevski? And yeah. I think the answer is going to be no. Yeah. So even if we did sign him, we're really signing for the bench again. So yeah. um, I mean, maybe a change we... that Hoiberg goes out and then we have a. Yeah, I don't really know to be honest, but I think everybody's talking about central defence and wing backs. Mm. Yeah. Those are pretty terrible. Um, what if, if why we're not going for them? I have no idea. It's yeah. I can't believe Conte's happy with it. He says he is, but managers have to do that. Otherwise, they're g- yeah. going to... Um, uh, well, t- they, well, they do, but Conte's not one who shies away from saying what he really thinks And uh, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, I, I think with the players, he does because he, he, he wants to get the best he can out of it. I think Mourinho's the one for uh, calling out players when he's not happy with them. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it, it does turn a dressing room against you if it doesn't work. I don't think Conte's quite the same in that respect. No. Conte's more call the board out than... Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, but yeah, I mean, for me, we need a central defender, a wing back, right wing back, and someone creative. But for me, the creative player is is the more pressing because for me, we we struggle to score goals. Certainly in that first half against Patlis, uh, I mean, obviously what happened in the second half happened. But uh, that first half, uh, if if you can't score goals, it doesn't matter if your defence is the best in the world, you ain't going to win a game. And for me, we lack so much creativity, and I think. Because we don't have that creativity, we sit kind of back a little bit, waiting to counter. Whereas under Poch, we we were we were proactive. We were the things making things happen. I know we had Adderfield. No, we had Vertonghen, uh, Walker, and Rose Trippier as well. Uh, but they had so less pressure on them because they weren't really involved in going backwards. Whereas now sitting back, they're so under pressure, and they're not as good as those four. So I think a creative uh, midfielder uh, back in the day under Poch, I don't want to be one of these in my time and, 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 and all of this stuff. Oh, I do. It's better. <laughs> yeah. when, when things got tough, Ericsson Dembele got on the ball, didn't let the opposition have it for five minutes, all the momentum killed. And then we go again. We don't have that anymore. And and with that for five minutes, the fence were untouched in terms of mm. having to go backwards and defend and be under pressure. And I think even, Van Dyke has shown in recent seasons or recent games that if you put him under a huge amount of pressure constantly, even he will make mistakes. So for me, the creative player and taking ownership of the game and being proactive is far, far more important, even though those defenders and the wing backs aren't good enough. But that, that, that's just my opinion. Where do you, where do you stand on the priority list? Um, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. We definitely need some extra creative players in the team. I mean, look what happens when Kulisevsky's out of the team. We're just not the same. Um, but I'm also a believer as of um, you improve your weakest area of the team first. Otherwise, you, you, the rest of it's going to waste. And for me, the weakest areas of the team are the fullback positions, um, goalkeeper and central defence. Yeah, I mean, um, hate saying that about Hugo, but um, I think yeah. we're all starting to question him a little bit now. He's, yeah. he's lost that consistency yeah. he used to have. He'll, yeah, he'll, have a, he'll cl- drop a clangor in one game. 
have a really poor game, then come back and play really well yeah. the next. It's not good but, enough, though, is it, for a team who nah. want to be achieving what we want to achieve? But I, I was watching Tommy's show yesterday, Hotspur Hood, if you don't follow that already and watch yeah, that. Go, yeah. J- Jordan Pickford, uh, please, God, no, 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 no. I, no, I no. agree. Uh, his parries are always into dangerous areas, and Laurie seems to have adopted that as well. Like I, I've got a, friend, a, a good friend who used to play goalkeeper. Stick it out for corner, throw in or as wide as you can at the bare minimum. You don't stick it back into the middle. And he's good with his feet, which is obviously a huge, huge plus over Loris. But your bread and butter as a goalkeeper is saving shots. And saving shots doesn't mean getting your hand to it. It means say, getting your hand to it and sticking it far away from danger. And for me, not good enough there. Not good enough. For, there. for me, the, the the some of the best goalkeepers I've ever seen, there's well, are too young to really appreciate them. But, you know, Pat Jennings, just because you have this... Mm-hmm. This aura about it. When I was a little kid, I met him, and I just remember his the first thing you remember about him is that his hands are the size of dinner plates, <laughs> uh, and he he could catch the ball in one hand, no problem. Pick it up with one hand, no problem. Um, and, and there's a similarity that all of the goalkeepers had that I, I always think are the best. Uh, Ray Clements had the same attributes. Eric Torschvet did, yeah. and uh, Peter Schmeichel and David Seaman. Those five, are, every single one of them, I'd see the same thing, and that's calmness. It's reliability. It's like there's just this assurance at the back of the team that everything's okay. Uh, yeah. When they do need to say something, they're verbal about it. When they're not, the defence had confidence to just play the ball around. It was no problem yeah. at all. We, we used to have that with lobbies, but that's dissipated over the last couple of seasons, I think. I, the, I've uh... never really felt we had that with Loris. Um, uh, uh, it was more about that uh, triangle between Toby, yeah. Jan and Moussa well, yeah. in front of them. Uh, yeah, Neuer's another one. Yeah. It's just, uh... I, I think under Poch, in that, 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 the, the glory days of Poch, the glory days with no trophies, uh, I think we did have that, but then that that could also be because Lovie's had a lot more confidence because he had out. It was sweep sweeper goal sweeper keeper at that point. It was yeah. all about us playing in the opponent's half, really. For me, yeah. um, Lovie's was the, the sort of backup. You, you were not looking to him to sort of dictate how the defense is playing because they're up the other end of the pitch. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's a shame. But I, I do like Lovie's, but I think his time is up. But no to Pickford. Good God, no. Uh, Please, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you get consistency with him? I don't think so. No. Same thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't see an assured goalkeeper there. No. I see a spectacular shot stopper at times. Yeah, but, but shot um, stopping for me just palms it into dangerous areas, and, and and a lot of the time he gets away with it. But yeah, not for me. I, Tommy who, did who, say who that. Who do you it, go for at the moment? I don't know, really. Uh, Dean Henderson, I like. I like Dean Henderson, yeah. but a Man United going to let him go and let him go to a, a, a top four? Rival, probably not. I think they'll uh, probably charge about 60 million or something. Yeah, I, I can't remember who he plays for, but it's Diogo Costa, is somewhere in Portugal or Spain. I do like him. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the name keeps coming. I quite like Melier at Leeds. He's, mm, he's still yeah. young, he makes mistakes, but young goalkeepers do make mistakes. Yeah. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll just yeah. something about him. I mean, regarding Pickford as well, uh, he's not a bad goalkeeper, he's just to be top, top level, he's not going to be that because he palms it into dangerous areas. But uh, Tommy did say on his show what he doesn't like about him is it's always someone else's fault. Uh, never did Peter Schmeichel any harm with that. Casper uh, uh, Schmeichel yeah, once true. famously said, uh, if the milk got dropped, it was someone else's fault in the house. It was never Peter's. But uh, yeah, Ben here. I don't understand why Pickford is better for England. Maybe a step up might suit him, but our defence is on par with 
evidence for shyness. He still palms it out into the middle uh, for um, England, I find. Uh, David Veyer, he's another one linked from Brentford. Excellent distribution. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brentford, I, I thought they'd be not favourites, but a good chance of going down. But they're, they're looking like nowhere near going down. A tremendous job that all of their players have done and their manager as well. Thomas Frank's a superb manager. I, I really agree. They, they, they based it all on that sort of uh, money ball idea, didn't they? The, um, yeah, the, yeah. the baseball thing. And they're, they're just um, getting in players they know are going to be able to slot into the team. They yeah. don't have to be fancy. They just have the, the sort of statistics and style they want. Um, yeah, so, so when their player does drop out of their team, the backup is not a big drop off. No, with a lot, of, yeah, with a lot of teams, you you get the inconsistency. Take us for example. If uh, if Kane is out of the yeah, team, yeah, yeah. who comes in? With yeah. um, with you, so with Brentford, you say you know Ivan Tony Tony goes out of the team. Of course, they're going to be worse, but yeah, it doesn't I mean, really stop what they do. It, it doesn't. No. It, It'd be it interesting what happens when he does go out because presumably he's going to get some kind of uh, action. Uh, given to him because of this betting scandal, but what that'll be, not sure. When that'll be, not sure. But um, uh, you mentioned him there. Let's talk about the who I'm adamant on Sunday history maker, Mr. Kane. Uh, he needs one goal to equal Greaves's record, two goals for the record. Uh, I don't know. I've said it before. I've just got something that is written in the stars. It sounds like for me. Breaks Jimmy Greaves' record against Arsenal at home when on paper we shouldn't be beating them and we're struggling. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and, and the 18 months left on the contract, what do you make of that? Uh, 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 in terms of the, the record, it's going to be broken this season, whether it's Arsenal or not. But what also would be amazing is if, if it's broken at home in front of 60,000 fans rather than, again, uh, 5,000, 3,000 fans away from home. But, uh, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you make of Kane this season? Certainly after the World Cup, when a lot of players could have gone really missing after that France penalty miss. And what do you make of his 18 months left, 18-ish months left? Yeah, I think the 18 months, not a problem at the moment. Um, I think that's something that gets resolved in the summer one way or another. Um, if if we're doing nothing and he can see we're doing nothing, maybe he just does think perhaps it's time to look for yeah. just get that uh, silverware somewhere else. Does Levy um, cash out? Or does Levy go, well, you can have him for 150 million a player with like I a year think, left. No one's going to be paying that. I, I, think if he's be... gonna, I think if he's playing that game, he should have cashed out on him when Man City mm. came in. Because um, you might as well get top dollar for him if you can well, they only it. bid about 70 million didn't they they kind of took the piss out of well I, I, I'm not so sure I I'd believe everything with that um I, I can't see them if they really wanted Harry Kane and it's Man City yeah I don't think they come in with a massively undervalued bid somehow no. I think it'd be more a case of here's 120 million or something so instantly I, I, yeah. I, I think they did but the reason for that I think <clears throat> a lot of top teams have done it in the past. Uh, Real Madrid certainly did it with Bale. Put in a, a bid that gets rejected. He then gets upset, tries to force a move, gets upset and then tries to force a move. That happened with Bale. He refused to go training. Berbatov, same with Man United. But yeah, Kane, what they didn't count on is that Kane, I think, wants to be loved and be a Spurs legend as well. So... Even though I yeah. want to move, I can't go full hog, refuse to go. Well, kind of did refuse to go training. We don't really know. But go the whole hog because then his legacy at Spurs is tainted. And 
that Greaves record even then wasn't that far off. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll, they probably did try and put in a, 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 a bit of a shit possible. bid to try and unsettle him. It's certainly, it's certainly the sort of thing we'd try and do. So, yeah, I think fair enough if they did. But, um, yeah, it's difficult to tell with a lot of these things, isn't it? We're, we're kind of guessing on it. But um, you, you may well have a point there. I do agree that, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, that I think Harry Kane would ideally like to spend the rest of his career with us and win things. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, it absolutely. becomes a toss-up. How much does he want to win things or how much does he want he see us capable of doing that? Yeah, if, uh, if he might have missed the boat. If Conte signs a deal tomorrow, does Harry Kane then go, right, I want to sign, or is it not that cut and dry for you? Uh, Conte's not signing a deal tomorrow. <laughs> no, but just for the sake of argument, devil's advocate, if he did sign, a, before the end of the season, if he signed a deal, does Harry Kane then go, right, Conte's staying, I'm staying? If that happens, it's because Conte's convinced we're going to be doing something, so... Yeah, I could see that happening. We, there's constant talk about this, like the standoff between Levy, Conte and Kane over contracts and, uh, and things like that. End of the day, for me, it's always down to the chairman. If you are the one that owns the club, if you're the one setting the tone of what we what we desire to achieve in the season, you're the one makes the first move. The others have to fall in line with it. Um, so uh, I, I think, if, like I said, if Conte is signing the, the contract tomorrow or sometime between the now and the end of the season it's because he is now convinced that's what the chairman's doing so in that case yeah Kane I think would be happy to go on with it then um, yeah well let's hope that's the case because without him we are a lot weaker of a team that's for sure a couple of comments Jay Asraf hi Brian any further monitoring on Poro uh, God knows what will happen with that and Tottenham Mandem here uh Stop the toxicity from Levy out and support the club. No movement based in hate shall overcome the glory of our white shirt. Well, I will say there are Levy outers out there who uh, do spread toxicity, but there's also Levy inners who spread toxicity. So, uh, indeed. And then, yeah, I'm not sure if he's being serious or not, but Levy has been a proud custodian of this club for 20 years, guaranteed us a future paved in gold trophies. Let's appreciate that. Not ignore it. What, what I will say about Levy, I, I guaranteed us, has yeah. he? What, what I will say about Levy, and what I will say about Levy is, I think he's been an okay chairman. Because for me, there's two points to being a chairman: you've got to make sure the club is financially stable, and we have grown. Where he took over when we were tenth or whatever, just mid-table mediocrity. Our stock has really grown. We're well known much more over the world now, and we won't ever under him be in the red in terms of money like we were with Irving Scholler. But the other part is on the field, and there he's been. Fairly terrible. He has bought some good players, uh, you know, your Bales, your, your, your Modric's, your, your, your sons. But he's ignored managers at every t every time. You know, Harry Redknapp asked for uh, uh, Luis Suarez at Ajax. We get Lu uh, uh, Luis Suarez. We get Luis Saha. Uh, Poch wanted Mane. We get uh, Nkudu. Countless others, countless others. Uh, no transfers for 18 months or whatever. So in terms of that, he's been absolutely terrible. So good in terms of the, 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 the back room, but you you know, if, if he was a chairman that did what he did in terms of the money and the, the, the status and everything like that, and then just employed someone who knows about football to do all of the football stuff, he'd be an unbelievable chairman because he's brilliant at that business side. And then he'd have someone who knows what he's doing. Well, sorting um, yeah, out the, the pitch stuff with the manager, but he won't for some reasons. And that's what holds him back for me. 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at it at uh, face value, you'd say, yeah, that's probably the case. Great uh, businessman, but does nothing with the football side of it. The question is, with all this way, he's, lev he's, he's increased the value of the club and the stature of the club, built the new ground and everything. Where has it got us? How are we seeing the benefits? One trophy in 14 years for a club of this size, earning this amount of money, about which we think is going to probably announce record profits after the window. And where is it all going? How is it improving that first 11? We first made Champions League 12 years ago. Where was all that extra money helped us? It's it's not. We're going. We're no better off now than we were then in terms of the football. In fact, you'd argue worse. I think that Harry Redknapp team was better than this one. So um, where is that going? Also, um, you, you, you've got the the. the uh, is he a great businessman? <laughs> Let's think. We built a ground with no ground sponsor. It will be four <laughs> years. We've had the ground in in April, and still no ground sponsor. Other clubs have the sponsor in place before a brick is put down and to build that stadium. That's not yeah. good business, as far as I'm concerned. No. Um, I mean, we are making a lot of money on that with the the, the, the gigs and other stuff. But I was under the impression that would generate extra money, which goes into the team, which doesn't seem to have happened. It seems to be going into well, even, even if you accept that this is a reasonable amount of funding, which you could do. But we do have money going into the team. It's just how we spend it that's so ridiculous. Chop yeah. and change manager and direction constantly. Who exactly makes the footballing decisions at the club? It's because, him, isn't it? He, he seems yeah. to have to be involved. If he could, if he could shut his ego off and just, I'll be in, I'll be in the boardroom. Uh, do do an Ajax, yeah, do an Ajax. They are pointing out Edwin yeah. van der Sar. That it's ex footballers. Yeah. yeah, get like I know Harry Redknapp, just the name off the top of my head. Uh, you're the director of football. You speak to Conte, and you get in the players that you want. He'd be an unbelievable chairman, I think, because then he'd be out of yeah. focus solely on getting that sponsorship, other things to generate as money. Uh, but he doesn't. He seems to have to to get it, oh, yeah anyway. get involved. And um, look, look at what happens when he does get involved. How many other chairmen say it's the most painful experience I've had in football <laughs> dealing with Daniel Levy? Some Alex clubs Ferguson. don't want to deal with us at all. Yeah. This is not a good business practice. A good yeah. business practice is the sort of thing you see on movies all the time. It, these yeah. are, They happen for a reason. You have the board, people in the boardroom agree on a deal, crack open the champagne because both parties have got something from it. It's a good thing. It's a positive. With us, it's like a little war goes on. And Levy wants to come out saying, I won that. How great is that? Um, yeah, and the I'm, other team's thinking, well, I, this was shite. I don't want to deal with Spurs again. No, I mean, uh, Monday show, it was Brad and Hasson. I can't remember who said it. But we, we, they are a, 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 an investment company. So they're obviously making money, which they're doing very well at. But you're, you're a football chairman as well. And you're owning a football club. So, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't give the monkeys back that though. It's, it's all about what's happening off the field yeah. with uh, Enoch, yeah. Northumberland development project, everything, all those are uh, all those uh, buildings and things yeah. going up in the background. Uh, then, that's, yeah. that's where they get. That's where they're getting the money from. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the potential Qatari stuff? Uh, ignore the fact that that it's possibly a smokescreen to just take some heat off stuff. But if it did happen, if it did happen. Where are you with that? Because I was very critical and I hated Newcastle and said the Premier League shouldn't have allowed them to uh, allow them to take over. So I can't then be hypocritical and go, yeah, but it's Tottenham, so it's fine. So 
yeah, I, I don't want the Qataris taking over us, but then any billionaire taking over you, is it all clean money? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, where, well, where do you stand look, with the Qataris look, look if, if that was actually genuine? Um, how's it really going to affect us? 25% ownership, 30% ownership at most, something like that. Um, what I see was Daniel Levy still chairman and absolutely no idea from the fans what that's, that billion pound investment is going to mean. Does it go straight to Enoch? Does it get any of it going to be spent on players? Might not. Might not see a penny of it on players. It doesn't actually mean anything to fans. It's just the hope that goes with it. Because you see, you know, the oil, oil rich uh, the, the state investing in the team, because we've seen what's happened at Man City. We've seen what's happened at PSG. But they could just go and get 25% ownership of any club they like. As long as it's only one in each country, I think that's the rule. Um you can only have one main. You can only have one majority holding, but then you can have any uh, sort of uh, less than thirty percent minority holding on any club you like in a league, as long as you haven't got the, the another one club in that league or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah uh, it doesn't mean anything. It's on paper, isn't it? Uh, we could just be selling out to make it more difficult for a potential buyout in the future. Um, what's the money being used for? That's going to be the real question if it does happen. Yeah, uh, it'd be an interesting one, an interesting one. Uh, a few comments come in. Uh, Jay Ashraf, hi, Chris and Coover. Are you expecting us to start fast in the North London derby? We'll be doing predictions at the end, so we'll get on to that. And regarding your question uh, to Brian, uh, nothing new about Poro, I'm afraid. A couple from Ben. Highest ticket prices in Europe, but still have to watch Eric die week in, yeah. week out. Uh, he might not play, Ben. He might not play, so you might not have to watch him on Sunday. Uh, a good suggestion here. Build a separate board that focuses yeah. solely on football. It's given a budget by the main board, and they spend spend it when they where they see fit. You end up Brilliant. with uh, Daniel Levy on that board with you know those uh, joke glasses, nose and moustache that you get from a joke shop. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you uh, should do your, you should do your magic tricks. That, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm never on camera with it; it's just my hands. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, and Coover, look at the opposite spectrum of Chelsea's new owner just buying everything in the toy shop with little strategy. Uh, and Ben goes on to say Chelsea have a mole in the consortium, but. Uh, that kind of reinforces the point, though, doesn't it? What's happening at Chelsea? It's not actually about the money that most people are annoyed with this club. It's about how we use it, and Chelsea yeah. are using it badly at the moment. Yeah. But they've got American owners; they'll keep throwing money at it until it works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, will well, they give Potter enough time? Doubt it. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, I, I was watching Sky Sports yesterday. I can't remember who was on it, but they were saying that the, the amongst the fans, the uh, oh, what's the word? The not philosophy, but the uh, culture. The culture is if a manager isn't doing well, get rid, because that's what Roman Abramovich did for however many years. Whereas it's not necessarily going to happen here, and they've yeah. got to accept that as well. So they could have a, just a very mediocre season this season, stick with him, and then we see, saw what happened with Arsenal. Uh, they stuck with Arteta after a couple of bad seasons calling for his head, and now look at them now. So... It's a very interesting one. It's a very interesting one. But uh... yeah, you'd, you'd have to imagine a, a, an owner coming in and splashing all this cash on so many players in such a short time. It's got to have an appreciation that it won't come together in no. the space of two months. We saw with um, QPR when Mark Hughes was there and they got their owner and got promoted. They they bought like twelve players in the transfer window. Didn't gel quickly enough. Got relegated. So. But if, if they'd have stayed up through the skin of their teeth, no one had left. The following season, they'd have probably been quite good because they'd have gelled, had a year to gel. 
and then Mark Hughes would have said, okay, well, that one came in, he's staying in, that one came in, he's not staying in, and, and, and so and well, so same, forth. Same, same with Forrest this season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If they stay up, you know, they're, they're probably going to be much, much better for it next season. But uh, let's get back to the North London derby. These three in particular, Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli. I usually put photos up of players, but I'm not putting Arsenal players up. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Odegaard, uh, player of the month, Arteta, manager of the month, Martinelli has come on leaps and bounds. Saka, uh, to be fair, Saka's come on leaps and bounds since the disgrace that he had to endure from football fans after his penalty miss against Italy. Uh, those three in particular, oh, they worry me, they worry me, especially with that defence. Uh, but any other danger men for Arsenal? Is it just they're a team now, so all of their team is the danger you, man. They're, uh, they're so all chipping in, aren't they? Their defenders, is it Salasu? Is that his name? Oh, um, Saliba. Saliba, that's it. He's been a revelation for them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ben White. Ben White having a great season. We were laughing about how bad he was last season. What yeah. a waste of money is it? 50 million. He's looking very, very good this season. What With that um, interesting role of uh, it's becoming more and more popular now, but uh, Arsenal are probably doing it better than anybody with the wing-backs tucking into the central midfield positions. And then you allow your your Xhaka's uh, to go forward, join the attack. Usually means they've got five people in attack when they when they actually go forward. Um, we seem to rely on two or three at the most. Um, I think, uh, yeah, they're well set up. Everybody's playing their role well. Um, just mentioned him, Xhaka. He's having yeah. an absolutely outstanding season. He used um, to be the one that you could really get to, kick him out yeah. on the ankles a few times and end up swiping for you, get sent off. But he seems to have really matured in, in, in I don't know, six months or something. He's, 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 fine. he's finally got that sort of freedom and you can see um, he's realised, let the football do the talking. Um, mm. uh, I, I, th I think they're just looking a very, very strong team yeah. now. I mean, I uh, didn't even mention Jesus as well. I, I, I've just... Mm. Top top striker fitted into them. We were after him. We got Richarlison, but he's I'll, proven, I'll, certainly I'll in the early it, season. Yeah, Zinchenko as well, a winner as well. Uh, yeah, uh, I said it myself. I thought the wheels would come off when they get an injury to Jesus, but I was wrong. Hmm. Um, and Ketier, I don't think he's anywhere near the player, of course, but um, he's coming and he's scoring a couple, isn't he? He's doing okay. Yeah, um, and they're still playing the same football. Hmm. I mean, I know I said uh, there's something written in the stars for me that we'll win, but I am worried about Arsenal. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a turn up and we've won. But, yeah, if we can keep them three quiet, we'll, we'll <laughs> just, do just very well. But then they'll also be saying if, if if they can keep our front players quiet, certainly Kane and Son, then they'd have done well. Uh, on the Le Levy stuff, Tottenham, blame the players, not just Levy, Kane, Son, Eriksson, etc. Bottled semi-finals and finals. Chances to win leagues. Would there be a levy out movement if we won two league titles in the UEFA Champions League? Uh, it's a good, interesting point. I think there still would be because even if you'd have won those, you still then need to progress and keep that level and improve on that level because other teams will as well. And, and I think Levy potentially would have said, "Well, you've got a good enough team to win those, so you don't need any more." Uh, but yeah, that, that that's all kind of for that. Day, that's really. that is part of the argument. I don't think we ever would have won those. We, we didn't win them. I mean, that's that's the no. point. When we had that fantastic side under Pochettino, you look at the bench, there was nobody on it. it was ben Taleb, Mason, yeah. uh, Eric Dyer. Um, I mean, the, the Champions League final was a weird one. It's, it's, 
the, the penalty changed the game completely after 40 seconds. Liverpool sat back. Uh, if they hadn't scored that penalty or if it hadn't have been a penalty, it could have been a very, very cagey game. And and like I said, Alisson made uh, uh, more saves in the Champions League final than any goalkeeper up to that point. So we definitely had chances. One of those goes in before they get the second. You never know. It was just one of those days. But certainly... Yeah, my my issue with Levy is after the 16-17 season where we finished second to Chelsea, 86 points, which the previous season would have 86, would have won the league. Get some players in, get some top, top, top quality players in that then strengthens your bench. And we didn't. That was the time to really, really push and go for that league. And we didn't. All clubs clubs die without the introduction of fresh blood. Alex Ferguson did this all the time. It, it, it even let players go in their prime to bring fresh ones yeah, in, yeah, yeah, just to and, keep uh, the club going. As yeah. for blaming the players, not just Levy, we're now talking about players that have been at the club for 10 years. Is that their fault they're here for 10 years, or is it the fact that we accept that le- level of medi- mediocrity and keep improving their contracts and extending them? Who's that on the players? I don't think so. Yeah, it's an interesting point. Uh, move, moving on, he goes on to mention about the North London derby. Arsenal worry me. Uh, me too. Not sure we can rely on Dyer and Davis. Jacob and Partey can easily boss us. But that Bentoncourt, who's dictating our play, uh, we'll come to that a bit later on. But let's come to this guy. We all want to see this again, uh, you know. And he's smiling behind there. You can't actually see. But uh, will he get back to form? Uh, I, I said earlier, the Palace goal, it was a deflection. Uh, but we've seen that, 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 that luck is very strange in football. When it's not going for you, those kind of things, a deflection, hits the post, goes wide, goes out for corner, goes straight to the goalkeeper. When it's going for you, it can hit your arse and fly in and send the keeper the wrong way. Will that goal against Palace, do you think, be the turning point for Sun this season? We all thought it would be Leicester when he got a hat-trick and then it didn't really seem to make any difference. Uh Will that be the turning point? And this is a game, like you said, he'll be hungry for this one. He spurs through and through, I believe. So he, he'll he hate Arsenal as much as us do, we do. He'll want Kane to get his uh, uh, record in that game, of all games. Uh, do you see this being a turning point for Son? Or or, or do you think he'll struggle again? And uh, Tottenham oh. and them as well says, good point, Kuva. We've got to learn to sell and remove sentiment. Very true. Uh, but yeah, Son, yeah. Uh, will this be a turning point? Will that Palace game be a turning point for him, do you feel? Hate, I hate to say it, but no, I can't see it. Um, there's something not right about the way Sun's playing in the team this season. Um, if he was going to turn it around, surely getting a sparkling hat-trick earlier in the season would have turned things around. But um, yeah, it, it, I'm just not seeing it. Um, he had a smile, at least, on his face. That's something. That's something of the old Sonny. But um, I don't know. Something about the way we're playing, it, it's just not working now. Um he seems off it. I don't see any sign of him really recovering it. Although, if you're going to and you're sunny, North London derby would be a fantastic time to do it. Yeah, um, yeah it's 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 a case of having having faith in the player you know is one of your best players. Uh, what, at what point do you realise suddenly it's not happening anymore? I remember a conversation about this a few weeks ago when we talked about players that just suddenly go off the face of the map. And when you mentioned Delhi Alley and some players yeah. like that. But I'm also thinking the likes of um, Fernando Torres at Liverpool, mm. one of the best strikers in Europe. And then a bit of an injury layoff and he just, he was gone. It was, yeah. the, the player was never there again. 
Um, yeah. Is that the same with Sonny? It's a worry because this is going on a bit too long now. Yeah. I know. Uh, Tottenham Mandem says, Chris, what level do you rate Sun at for him? I'm at the level below world-class, definitely nowhere near Mbappe, Messi, Messi, yeah. etc. He's got it in him to be world-class again. Uh, you don't get golden boot in the league uh, and then suddenly become absolutely terrible. Well, you do. <laughs> he has. Uh, <laughs> but there's definitely still half the season left, so there's still plenty he can give us. And like I said at the start, I think if, if you're Arteta or Arsenal defenders and you see Sun on the bench, you're delighted on Sunday. You don't want to face him because I would imagine even those players are thinking he can still turn it on. He can still turn it on. And the, the goal that puts South Korea through, that's what he needs to do. Getting the ball, running at people, committing people. Him him turning around and passing backwards ain't helping anybody. Ain't helping anybody because that's not what Sun is good at. Sun is good at getting the ball, running at people, committing people, getting a bit of space, having a shot, playing a pass or, or, or what have you. So that may may actually help us in this game because Arsenal, I think, probably will attack us. And that will probably, like you said earlier, leave us open to counter-attack. And that's when Sun's at his best. Um, but yeah, and, and Ben says uh, from an early point, Sun and Ericsson seem to have won everywhere else. Asia Cup and Scudetto, respectively. We have a toxic sentiment, mental culture that stems from the top. I wouldn't disagree with that. But yeah, Sun, it, it, it's an interesting one how you go from 22 goals to, what's he got now, four uh, halfway through the season. Uh, maybe it's a defensive play that's not helping him, but then he played defensive play under uh, Conte last year and Mourinho and didn't do too bad. Uh, maybe it's the extra players coming in, the, the Kulu coming in and taking the team by storm. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I definitely would not be dropping him on. Yeah, absolutely. Sunday. Absolutely. It's um, just because you're... Uh... You, you, you've missed with a few shots with your best rifle. We don't just ditch it, do you? Um, no, no. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah. I'll... And it wouldn't surprise me if he suddenly turns it on in this game of all games and gives in a, a performance that we expect of him. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, hopefully that's the case. On, on, the, on the other hand, it also wouldn't surprise us if he didn't turn up again, would it? Yeah, yeah. That's, but, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a toss up, that one, I think. The yeah. only the only thing I will I do feel fairly confident as of is um if you give Kane a chance he's going to score it in this game this more many I think other. so as well yeah I I think so as well and yeah Tottenham Mandem what's he said here, get the Napoli fella to replace Son or Liao I'm not sure who that is yeah 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 he's good good yeah. good player but um yeah, yeah it, it's a bit of a sad one that isn't it because um. Is there a better sight than Sonny scoring a couple of goals and he's got that beaming smile yeah, on his yeah. face? It's, uh, such a feel-good factor. Yeah. Um, plus, plus, of course, um, the added thing with Sonny is uh, look at the merchandise, the the the, the um, off the field uh, value of the man who got half of, well, if not all of Korea following <laughs> his career. Um, it's yeah. it's a big thing to replace him. He's he's iconic, you know, the, yeah. huge huge megastar in Asia. Um, so we've got to take that into consideration as well. Of course, he don't just play him just because of that. He's got to no. still be performing, hasn't he? It, but he's not doing anything to sort of you know he's not throwing his toys out of the pram or anything no. like that. Um, he'll be more annoyed than any of us fans, I would think, yeah, about his form. Yeah. I, I, but that Leicester game, certainly the second goal. That's what you expect from Son. Uh, so he's still got it there. It's just for some reason confidence is. It's, it's isn't it isn't, isn't it funny though? 
the moment when you mentioned Sun and we're talking about the North London derby, instantly in my mind, I'm playing it over and over again. Him scoring that breakaway goal where he, yeah. he lobs it, sort of curls it into the far corner from yeah. way out and takes it really early. And I'll just yeah. see that constantly in my mind thinking, another one of them, please. Yeah. He's got it in him, hasn't yeah. he? Ben's put a really good comment in here. I agree with this totally. And this is why I want a creative player. Fix the creative outlet of the team who puts the ball into Sonny in a good area and he'll improve every time Sun gets the ball, he's surrounded. And that, that, that brings on to, you know, back in my day with Ericsson, similar to... Uh, uh, De Bruyne with Sterling gets the ball instantly, gives it to him one on one. Go take him on, skin him. Someone else has to come out of position because one player's out of the game. Whereas now it's all too slow and pedestrian. And, and obviously it worked with Kane coming deep and Sun then becomes a striker. But I think teams have maybe figured that out a little bit. But um, let's move off for Sun. Uh, let's put a, a horror picture up for a lot of people. Eric Dyer uh, mentioned the three Arsenal players. Oh, this defense. Oh, <laughs> This defence, oh dear. Uh, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Romero gets sent off in this game. Uh, the, the, <laughs> although he didn't in the uh, uh, previous game last year, but then Arsenal didn't really lay a glove on us last year, did they? Uh, let's face it, that 3-0 win. Uh, seems, who do you think will play? Argent- the- seems to be an Argentinian trait, though, doesn't it? Pochettino talked about this in his playing yeah, day. Yeah. Pick up the yellow card early in the game and you just manage yourself throughout the rest of it. Yeah, Romero, not, generally speaking, has been good at that. Yeah. He hasn't been sent off yet, which I can't believe. And, and But anyway, uh, who do you think will play in the defence? Uh, including the wing-backs as well. And uh, they need some help with the whoever the two central midfielders are, whether it's Benton Kerr, Basuma, Hoiberg, Skip, whoever. Because uh, they will be under a lot of pressure, I feel, in this game. I know I think we'll win and we'll have counter-attacking opportunities, but Arsenal will have chances as well and our defence needs to stay strong and it is a worry because like we said earlier they're not out of field return level by any stretch but who, who do you think he'll stick in the defence and the wing back positions who I think he'll stick in the, 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 the uh, formation wise and players is different to what I'd probably do but um, I, I think <laughs> I think with the well first I'll do what I, I think would what I'd like to see with us Probably play a three-five-two in this game. Just have Sonny and Kane up front, you know, literally yeah. relying them as the, uh, the 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 breakaway sort of uh, unit. Then you're going to have to have the uh, delivery from flanks. So you've got to have you've got to have players with a bit of pace. That rules out Doherty. <laughs> oh God, that, Emerson, <laughs> Emerson's ruled out of anything because it's a football game. Yeah. Um, and, and Spence just ain't going to play. He needs to go on loan. That guy. So do you, I'll, I'll, think, I'll, I'll just you know I'll play Spence for the hell of it. Um, just just because he's got that sort of pace and ability to attack. Oh, no, he can't. It's probably going to end up being Emerson Royale anyway. Um, just to hold, somehow try and hold the back, keep it really solid at the back if you can. Well, I think he's better defensively. So in this game where Arsenal are probably going to attack us, I think he'll go with Emerson. And Emerson will be not wanting to get sent off again. So I think he'll go with Emerson because defensively he's better. Perisic on the other side. Uh but yeah, I mean Emerson. Yeah, I can't can't see Sessignon being up to it. I don't, no. don't rate him. It was a Champions League game. I can't remember who it was against, but he was completely out of his depth in that game. And when Emerson came on on the left side for him, and then Emerson shored it up unbelievably. Uh, so I think it'll be Emerson and Perisic, and then probably 
well, it would be definitely Romero and Dyer if they're fit, and then it's Davies or, or Longley. Uh, Arsenal don't, from what I can recall, have any huge tall players, which Longley obviously is, is better than that yeah, because he's tall. So I think it'd probably be, be Davies, but uh, yeah. I, th- I think the fact that you just sort of uh, hit the nail on the head with what's so dangerous about Arsenal against us. <laughs> if players, if they're going to throw the ball in deep, you know, you'd imagine Dyer's going to win a fair share of headers. Um, yeah. But if they're playing an intricate little football on the edge of our box, I can see us get torn apart. I really can. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I agree with you on the on the on the defenders at the back there. Midfield's difficult because yeah. we've got players injured. Uh, Benton Corps certainly out. Well, let's, let's, let's go on to that. I've got this picture here. The two main men, Kulusevski, Benton Corps. Uh, I've only put them in. Will Kulu and Benny be playing? We'll come to Kulusevski in a bit, but Benton Kerr, from what I understand, he's not in training where Kulusevski is, so that would suggest out. Uh, he's an amazing player for us, Benton Kerr. £14 million pounds or, or I think it was €18 million, Euros, something like that. Less than £20 million quid easily. He's become a real fixture in that team. Got injured during the World Cup and we said there'd be injuries in the World Cup and then that would affect uh, things. Who do you think will be in the midfield? Because I don't think he'll be there. It'll be Hoiberg. Basuma's come back to training as well. Skip's just not at it at the moment because of his injury. So Basuma and Hoiberg, I would probably say, would 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 go in. But I want Ben Tinker in there. I want Ben Tinker. Yeah, do you want Ben? I want Ben in there as well. But if I'm going with my three-five-two two idea, kind of a bit forced at the moment because of the form of Skip and the fact that Ben Tinker's out. So it'd probably have to be Hoiberg. Um, Basuma and it's probably going to have to be Saar then, isn't it? Who else have we got yeah. left? I mean, he's um, played well. I mean, I did see stuff on uh, after his last game against Portsmouth. He reminds me a little bit of Dembele. Calm down, it's two games. Yeah, and Dembele <laughs> is, I would say, that off the top of my head anyway, the most underrated player that in, in, in one of the most underrated players in Premier League history. Uh, so yeah. he's got a hell yeah, of a long way to. I mean, there probably are elements, strength and everything like that, but to be mentioned really in the same breath as Dembele, you have to do a lot of stuff. Very, very yeah, good. I, I agree. I think, with, I think with Dembele, if he'd been allowed to venture forward a bit more and he'd screamed oh, yeah. in a few of those shots he's capable of. He did against of Leon, so he had that in him mm. in his first game. I think, was it against Fulham? I can't remember his first game, but he scored in that one. Yeah, but if he was popping up with six to eight goals a season on top of everything, everybody would be oh, talking yeah. about him as like an all-time great, I think. I think that's why we were so solid defensively, because because he didn't go there, he was so strong. Him, Wanyama, uh, Dyer the season before, just marshalling, allowed uh, your Kane son, Delhi, who? And Ali and, and uh, Ericsson to just, you go do your stuff. Absolutely. Backs, you can go forward. We've got you covered. Uh, they've got good engines what, anyway. It's what we, what we touched on earlier in the show when I was talking about the calm defensive, you know, the mm. calm goalkeeper. It's basically Dembele does that, but over the halfway line. He's that yeah. calming influence there that totally dependable, allows everybody else to play football. Yeah, um, yeah we, we just haven't replaced that, have we? Yeah, for, for Ben, it's uh, Basuma, Hoiberg, Saar, workhorses. Do you think if Saar does play, this could be... Uh, I know Tanganga's dropped off, but he, he more than held his own against uh, Mane, who's world-class, certainly at the time, in his first game when Mourinho put him in. Do you think it could be like a... I can't think of the word, but like a, not a wake up moment. That's it, yeah. And and you know, you're against a top top Arsenal team, top of the league, our big rivals. 
uh, playing well. Uh, I don't, to go in I there don't see him. And, I don't see him getting stage fright. No, I, no. I think he's he every every bit we've seen of him um, um, isn't a lot. Let's be fair. That's why yeah. I don't get carried away either. But he looks like a competent Premier League footballer. Yeah, I'll I'll have to see him in these big games to see if he's going to be yeah. more than that. But um, yeah. I'm not worried about him. I think he'll do all right. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't know how someone's going to do, so you have to stick yeah. them in to see how they will do and hope it works. If it doesn't work, mm. uh, Tottenham and Dems, exactly the same three for him. Uh, but I, I think he's he's well, easily earned the right to play in this game if Benton Kerr is unfit because of what he's done. And and I love Skip, but the the, the fitness isn't there. He, need, he needs the fitness boosted up. And, and in this game, you can't carry passengers in this game. Uh, no, he definitely can't. Yeah. Definitely. So for for me, Saar, see what he can do, and you know, hope it works. But you know, one way or the other, you, you you're gonna find out. Uh, but yeah, Kulu, yeah. Kulu, he's back in training. Fantasy football says seventy five percent chance of playing. A lot of the time that happens, they do play, and I hope he does because he's got two games this year, and I'm second in the league, and I want to win. Yeah, he 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 is got him, huge. Got him on my side too. Yeah, he is huge for us, and. Even when we're not playing well or playing defensively, he is the one with the 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 sack is the same. No fear, no fear. I I know what I'm good at. I'm going to do it. And and Kulu, I mean, he he was criticised when he first joined us. No pace, doesn't need it. Very similar to Teddy Sheringham. Uh, his quick feet get him the extra yard and super positive. I'll just take someone on. I'm not afraid to have a shot. Crossing ability is properly properly on the money. Uh, he may be slightly unfit. I was hoping he'd be fine, being that he had a month off. <laughs> but obviously not the case. But uh, how important is he to come back in? And do you think he'll play against Arsenal? Or do you think he'll be on the bench? Or do you think it's not risking it? Not risking it? If if he's fit, that would mean uh, I'll give up on my 3-5-2 idea. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah. That's, how, that's how important Gullitesky uh, <laughs> is. We have to play him. Um yeah. There's an argument to say he's more important for the way our team will attack than Harry Kane is, mm, which is yeah. crazy talk, I know. But, um, but he can drop it, deep as well, which then stops Harry Kane being the sole focus of dropping deep. Harry Kane can alternate between dropping deep and, and, and going forward. And when he does drop deep, then you've got two up there, Sun and Kulu. And, and yeah, I, I think he's absolutely essential. And again, shows you don't need to be spending £100 million on players. If you do your scouting right, you can get Cheaper players who are top top quality to fit your team, and I well, Kulusevski's the the one player we do have where you can play the ball, ball into his path or into his feet. He's still going to find a way to beat his man. Hmm. He, he's capable of that, of that, and creating goals for others and chipping in with goals himself. Yeah, he is he is a fantastic player. At the moment, he's the reason I, the only reason I enjoy really watching us. Yeah. Um, the rest of the football is horrible. Um, I enjoy watching Kane scoring goals, but the rest yeah. of the team played dreadful. Kulisewski in the team, something to aim for. It's like kind of reminds me of the same effect that David Ginola had back in the mm. late 90s when we didn't have a good team, but you'd be happy to turn up, just watch that little bit of magic. He is, yeah. he is, he is that kind of player. Um, not in the same class as Ginola yet, but... No. I think he's on the same trajectory at the he's moment. He's got the ability to be, isn't he? He's got the potential yeah. to be. Uh, for me, though, him and Bentancur, fairly young, they're the two players, certainly uh, Romero possibly as well, but in terms of going forward in midfield, they're the two players you're building the team around now. 
I know Kane and Son are top quality. Son has the ability to be top quality. Kane is, but they're getting on now. So at some point they're going to be winding down. So you build the team around Kulisevsky. He obviously plays well with Kane and Son, as you saw last season. So you build a team around him in the, the, the forward areas and Benton Kerr in the middle. That's where we need to be going, I think. And that's how important those two are and how integral yeah, they've been to what we achieved last season. I, th I think with Benton Kerr, um, I think he's a very talented player, but he's the, for me, he's the metronome sort of player. Mm. I don't think he's going to be one that you'll look to to sort of dominate the opposition. I think he. I think, will, I think he, he will... can be. I think he can learn that. Uh, not not a Dembele like player. I, I think he can turn yeah, into like that's, kind that's of. Then. I think. I think to get the best out of Bentancur, you do want an absolute monster alongside him, a, yeah. a, a Dembele or a Wanyama. That would work very very well in my book because yeah. you'd have the one that's up the absolute um, destroyer, and then you've got um, Bentancur with the guile and the yeah. the ability Calmness. to step. From, yeah, uh, and just pick the passes out, and he's. He's chipping in with goals as well. That keeps, yeah. keeps getting overlooked, um, or does it? And perhaps it doesn't. Perhaps we're, uh, perhaps we're just with him missing from the team. All of a sudden, we forget it. But um, uh, yeah, he's he's starting to develop his game, becoming that all round sort of link up between the defence and the attack. Um, with him out of the team, we are a lot worse for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back on Tanganga, Ben says he's got zero technical ability, highly physical team. He'd do well. His ball progression is substandard. He has a ton of power, but lacks finesse. Uh, yeah. It's a shame. He's a shame. But uh, yeah, kind of last thing now before we kind of uh, wind up the dreaded predictions. Uh, I can't do predictions in terms of scoreline. I'm a coward, but it's my show, so I can do what I want. Uh, I think we'll win. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. And I think Kane will get the record. In terms of how the game will pan out, I think Arsenal will see how our defence is. think we, we can score goals here. So I think they'll attack us. They'll be obviously wary. Uh, a lot will depend on whether Kulu's playing or not. I think Benteke's probably pretty confident to be out. But Kulu is touch and go. If he's playing, they'll be a lot more wary of us at the back. But I think they'll attack us and then it'll be a counter-attacking game for us and then just hope we can stand firm uh, defensively. But I think... Kane gets the record and we win. Uh, predictions? How how would the game pan out for you? Stick my neck out and predict predict what we usually do. Five <laughs> minutes of us playing well at the start to get the crowd going. <laughs> then Arsenal coming back into it and dominating the game. Mid our <laughs> midfield completely overrun. And then you watch the quality of the players like Odegaard, who I think is getting better and better all the time. Um uh, Martinelli, Saka, and they'll they'll start uh, ripping us to shreds in places. I think it's going to need us to get a goal against the runner play to really mm. get ourselves into the game. Because when it comes to just footballing us against them, I think they're on. They've got the advantage by by considerable distance at the moment. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm not sure they'll win the league. I think City will pip them. So, but this is a real, real. Uh, a crucial time kind of for them they had Newcastle last week nil-nil Newcastle are a very good team North London Derby and then I think they've got Man United I'm not sure if that's at home or away so if they if they can get through those three games without losing and, and picking up I don't know five points or whatever I think they've done really well in those three games yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can see them losing this game and then losing to Man United and then City um, overtaking them especially now that they haven't got the uh, Carabao Cup to worry about uh, it's possible, it's possible, but, yeah. but um, these these are the tests, aren't they? Um, yeah. 
I I was thinking when when Arsenal played Newcastle recently, I remember saying at the time, I'll I'll stick my neck out and say, if Newcastle won that game, I could see them going on to win the league because mm. they just do not get beaten. Every game they yeah. pick points up, every game. Um, yeah. Just that one game against Liverpool where they dropped any uh, last-minute goal to stop them getting a point there as well. And they've improved as they've gone along. A lot of draws at the start of the yeah. season. And now there's so many wins in the last 10. I think yeah. they've won something like eight out of the last 10. Um, Arsenal, uh, now, they're at the similar point where I think if they come to our place and they win, I'm going to start looking at them thinking, yeah, yeah they, they might just do it this season. Um, yeah. it, it's that kind of result. If they don't get win here, if it's a draw, I'm not sure. If we put one over on them and they crumble again, I'm going to think, nah, they're, they're saying they haven't got the mentality, they will fade yeah. away. Yeah, I mean... So, huge, huge game for them, but for us, I don't think there's anything to lose for us. A bit no. of pride at home, but it's not going to affect our season. No, I, I think if we lose to them, that stupid bullshit St. Tottenham's Day definitely happens. But if we can win, we're eight points behind them. They've got a game in hand. But then you don't know how they're going to be affected. Certainly if we have a good result. Uh, a couple of comments. Ben, uh, Ben Tukur is the conductor of the orchestra. And then predictions. He's going 2-1 Arsenal. We're not good enough. <laughs> Tottenham man, them. Be a very tough game. And I'm not confident of result. 3-0 Spurs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... I I can't see it being 3 0 or anything that comprehensive. Uh, Tommy said on his show yesterday, you can see one goal being in it that Spurs win 2 1, 3 1, uh, 3 2, something like that. I think that's probably more likely. I, I think both teams will score. Uh, I've just got something in my head. I keep saying it. We're going to win. Kane's going to get the record at home in front of his own fans against the old enemy who said he wasn't good enough and was too fat or whatever uh, uh, as a little kid. And then he goes and gets the record there. Uh, just, but even if he doesn't get a single goal, just win the game, win the game. You can't be losing to these. You can't be losing to these. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much I'm, it. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, well, didn't you want my prediction now? Oh yeah, you didn't, did you? You just gave it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Doesn't matter. It's going to be negative anyway. I'm with, I'm, I'm with, I'm with Ben. Uh, I just think they will probably race to a 2-0 lead. I think Kane will probably get bag one back and it'll make it a nervous finish, but I think they'll have enough to see it out. I yeah, just I don't think we're good enough. It, it it really does seem feel to me like it's a case of them against our crowd. Yeah. Again, we don't know how they'll handle that. They haven't had that this season. Uh, they obviously capitulated against us. Palace, they didn't do too well with a bad crowd. And then straight after us, Newcastle fans killed them as well. Uh it's their very big test, isn't it? That's what I yeah, say. The yeah. pressure's on them, not us, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it'd be very, very interesting, I think. Very interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I've been completely and spectacularly wrong with my gut feelings before, but <laughs> it doesn't stop me making them. I've just got a feeling that it's Kane's... It's going to be Kane's night. It's going to be Kane's night, and therefore our night as well. And I really hope that's the case. I really hope that's the case. But yeah, pretty much reached the end. Uh, we can speculate kind of as much as we want. Will this person play? Will that person play? Uh, but yeah, uh, pretty much reached the end. And uh, uh, one more comment, Tom. They all agree we're not good enough. Came and stand a chance of getting a point. Yeah. Uh, very, very different to last year, how it was all so positive because Arsenal were on their decline and we were on the up. Uh, very, very different uh, to last year. Uh, but 
not being the favourites, being the underdogs might suit us a little bit. Might suit us a little bit. It uh, might. It might. But yeah, uh, the crowd. It'll be a, a cracking atmosphere for the first five minutes anyway before we concede potentially. <laughs> but, just, yeah. just want to just want to know that there's fear in those Gunas' eyes when they turn up. That's, yeah. that's what the I think they will do. I think they will do. I think. Certainly someone like a Kane and Son won't want Arsenal to win and win the league uh, as much as us fans don't want them to either. But yeah, pretty much reached the end. Thanks so much, Cooper, for coming on. Always a pleasure having you on. Pleasure, mate. And thanks for everybody in the chat. Uh, and please hit those likes as well and the subscribe and the notification bell. We'll be back on Monday, 7.30pm UK time. Hopefully can I, can I just give a quick shout out, please? Yes. To, um, um, Sava Talks Football, 10 o'clock this evening. This is, it will be the start of a 24-hour stream for charity, oh, well. British Heart oh, well. Foundation. So I'm going to be on that for a lot of it. And there'll be lots of guests from all the other YouTubers around. Uh, we'll have Bob Spur doing some fun and games for the for the channel. Touch uh, of Wankety Wank and those sort of uh, classic programs that are on in the wall. Um, and uh, yeah, it, the aim is to raise £5,000 for British Heart Foundation. So if uh, people want to drop in at any point on there... Or, just join in with a bit of fun, uh, 24 hours of it. And we're going to be doing lots of old school stuff and retro things because you can't talk about the current quarantine for 24 hours. I guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make sure you check that out. Uh, Sava Talks Spurs, isn't it? Sava Talks Spurs. Yeah. yeah Sava Talks Football, actually. But no, oh, well, it used yeah, to type be. Type that into YouTube and you'll get his channel. If not, go and follow Coover on Twitter. I'm sure he'll be uh, uh, posting the links and, and everything like that. Uh, his Twitter handle is in the description. Uh, jump over to Chris's Magic as well. Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. UK time. Uh, one trick a week there. I'm on my little side hustle. Uh, hit the like and subscribe on there. Uh, Coover, you don't have a channel yourself, but like you were saying earlier and, and like Ben alluded to, you're on pretty much every Spurs channel going. Uh, well, kind of. Uh, Bobby K always makes the point saying it's my channel as well with him doing Coover and the Kang on Sundays. Mm. But it is part of the three Spurs boys channel. So I don't really see it as my own channel. Just just, yeah. just, just that segment of the week is. Um, also, I'm, I'm kind of an unofficially co-host on Shelfside Spurs show uh, on Thursdays. But uh, no, nah, as for my own actual show, no, nah, don't do it. No oh, need. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a man well in demand, so he doesn't need his own channel. But yeah, uh, thanks so much for watching, everybody, and for the comments and the likes and the subscriptions. Please keep them coming in. Be back on Monday, 7.30 p.m. UK time. Let's hope it's a positive show and we're talking about a, a record broken or at the very, very, very least, a win against the old enemy. Be back on Monday. See you then. Till then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thanks so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That will give you a notification every time we're about to go live. And it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. Please also hit the like, subscribe and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section on the YouTube videos. For those of you who listen to the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio podcast, you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast from. We're back Mondays, 7.30pm UK time, and Fridays, 12.30pm UK time. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at Tottenham, Instagram, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, you can find all the information there. Anyone who wants something a little bit different, 
also do a magic show so I do one trick a week which drops Wednesday 7.30pm UK time Chris's Magic on YouTube is where you'll find that but in the meantime come on you Spurs <laughs>